0: And we are about to look at, well, I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite passage, but it is certainly one of the most intriguing passages in Scripture. And I absolutely love looking at this passage and explaining this passage and making clear what this passage is saying because the vast, vast, vast majority of people um, many Christians and almost all of the lost world misinterpret totally misinterpret this passage totally miss the point of what is being said here so it is really important that we get the full picture of what this passage says because that very first verse verse 1 is what you hear everywhere you go judge not that ye be not judged you hear that all the time from numerous sources especially when a christian tries to point out sin you know they're always trying to make us look like hypocrites because of this verse you can't judge me the bible says you're not supposed to judge people judge not that ye be not judged so no, number one, they pull it out of context, um, because that is absolutely not what he's saying here. I mean, it, In part, what well, he's he's not saying don't judge. He's saying so you don't get judged by the same measure. But you know, secondly, it's actually telling us here to take what God has given us that is very precious and apply it properly, and use it for the purpose for which it's intended. Now, we'll get to that in a minute, but let's just start with this first phrase, judge not that ye be not judged. No way is this verse saying that you don't judge people. The first two words says judge not, but that doesn't end the sentence. It says that you be not judged. It is telling us very clearly that if we're gonna judge people, we need to make sure we judge them properly. Because by whatever means, we judge others. That's how we're gonna be judged. In verse two, it says that. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Okay? Very clearly points out that the standard that we apply when we judge, and and I want to emphasize when we judge. We judge every day. We are required to judge every day. Any number of things, we have to make judgment calls on everything we face And we certainly have to make judgment calls when we confront sinners, or when we confront sin, whether it's a sinner or a Christian who's sinning, they're still sinners, okay? So anytime we confront sin, we have to make a judgment call. We have to be able to know that it's sin. And if a person is ever gonna be forgiven, they first have to repent. So the sin has to be recognized. We have a responsibility to point out sin. You can't win a person to Christ if they don't first realize they're sinners. God has has decided that He's going to use mankind to reach mankind. In order for mankind to reach mankind, we must first point out to mankind that they're living in sin, that they're sinners, and they need salvation. Well, we have to be able to recognize that. We are required to make a judgment call in order for us to win the lost to Christ. You first have to determine that they're lost. And for them to be saved, we got to point out what they're doing to convince them that they're lost so that they can then repent and be saved. So all it's telling us is that if, if we're going to do that, or when we do that, I should say, make sure that we're applying that judgment properly make sure that we' are using the correct standard um, we, we cannot judge people by one standard and expect for us to be judged by a different standard the standard applies to everybody sin because sin is sin okay so we first have to recognize that there's a standard here and well we first have to recognize that this verse says we must judge. We are going to judge. We are required to judge. And secondly, that there's a standard that applies when we judge. And he kind of gives an example, and I kind of get a kick out of the way he does that, because there's humor here. Uh, God does have humor. Verse 3, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in thine own eye? How would thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? In other words, he's saying you have a standard for yourself that allows you to commit sin or greater sin, and yet you are going to hold somebody else to a standard that does not allow them to commit any sin or something not nearly as egregious as the sin you're committing. I mean, it's like anything else, you really can't do anything for Christ, you can't even talk to God if you have sin in your life. So you you have to constantly be cleansing yourself. We have to look at the lifestyle that we lead and the things that go through our our minds, the things that are in our hearts, and, and first cleanse those things, confess our own sins. So anytime we judge, we must first judge ourselves. And then use the standard by which we judge ourselves to judge others. Now, if you want to apply a liberal standard, then you got to apply a liberal standard to others. But we don't tend to do that. We tend to nitpick other people and then let things slide in our own life. So, you know, he's picturing somebody with this big, huge beam sticking out of their eye, and somebody else has just got a little speck in their eye, and and we expect them to let us help them remove the the speck out of their eye when we've got this big beam sticking out of ours. So it's kind of a funny picture. Um, he he kind of gets pretty pretty down and dirty here. Um, in verse 5, he says, Thou hypocrite. I mean, first, he calls us hypocrites for for judging by a double standard. First, cast out the beam of thine, out of thine own eye. And then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat out of that brother's eye you got a beam in your own eye it's blocking your vision you can't see properly you don't even recognize what that mode is you, it, it may be inconsequential yeah in fact you're not going to be able to be see clear enough to get that little speck out of somebody else's eye i mean if you, you're not going to go to an eye doctor who can't see and have him inspect your eyes, and, and have him you know poke around inside your eyes when he can't see what he's doing. Well, that that beam that is in our own eye is hindering our judgment of others, um, and we're hypocrites if we're going to try and tell somebody else what sin is in their life, and more importantly, how they go about correcting it. If if, if our vision is being blocked by sin that is in our own life, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a double standard. So the point, thus far at least, is that this, this passage certainly is not telling us not to judge. It's telling us when we judge that we make sure we're judging everyone by the same standard by which we're judging ourselves because we know we constantly sin. We have to be aware of sin in our own lives and we need to constantly purge it out and recognize the things that we do in order for us to recognize the things that, are other, that others do. Because in order to find sin in our own life, we have to plead for God to reveal it to us. We oftentimes don't even recognize the fact that we're sinning. But through a prayer and a good relationship with Christ and reading of the Word and all the things that are necessary to live a good Christian life, God has a way of pointing those things out to us. And and when we see that process, when we observe that process, he then reveals to us the things and the tools that we need in order to recognize sin in other people's life. I mean, after all, Christians are the only ones really that can recognize sin. Um, It's not that the world doesn't know right from wrong. They pretty much do. But they tend to sugarcoat it. And they tend to explain it away. And they tend to... uh, um uh, uh, apply faulty principles like situation ethics and you know things like that to condone the things that they do um so you know we as christians have a unique ability that god has given us in order to recognize not only recognize sin but to deal with sin because we need to we need to have a demeanor and and a an bill and a communication skill and uh, a familiarity with what goes on in the world in order for us to communicate with the world. We gotta we gotta make it a situation where people are willing to listen to us, and that kind of takes us into this final verse here in uh, verse six. It says, "Give not that which is." holy unto the dogs neither cast ye your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you so here's the picture god has given us a very special gift because he wants to use us to win the lost okay so in order to win the lost he gives us the ability to recognize sin he gives us to be the ability to to show a contrast to the world uh, of what it's like to be a Christian as opposed to being a sinner. He, um, he gives us the power of attraction. People can look at us and see that we have something they don't. We have something very beautiful and wonderful that guides our lives, and we can live happy and joyous lives free from stress and worry and 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 and. Um, and You know, being involved in the sin of the world, people people pretty much know what they're doing doesn't give them satisfaction. They go out and party all night and do all kinds of ungodly things and really enjoy it. But the next morning they wake up with a hangover or regret for what they've done or, or, you know, something of that nature. They look at us and we can go to bed happy and wake up happy. So we have that special gift or that gift of attraction. So they can look at us and see that, hey, you've got something that I really need. Um, so it's a it's a very precious commodity that we possess, and he's saying, "Look, don't don't take what God has given us, the, this ability to reach the lost, this ability to guide people to Jesus Christ, to an, introduce salvation to them, and cast it on." It says, "And um, give not you know, holy that which is holy." Unto the dogs, for the dogs to lap it up and and um, and take it away. It's neither catch you your pearls before swine. I mean, what what we have, the gift of salvation that we have, and 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 the character that God implants, the, the the residing of the Holy Spirit within our hearts is is a pearl. You know, it, it lives. You know, a pearl lives inside a clamshell and you know you can hide it or you can take it out and wear it and show the world. God God says that's us. We're the pearls. We're the beauty we've been taken out of that that murk and that mire and that, that hidden place and he wants us to he wants to put us on display before the world. And why does he want to do that? Because he wants the world to look at us and see that we have what they don't have, something they need. He says and you got to do it, says lest they trample them under the feet and turn again and rend you. I mean, the lost world delights in looking at a Christian and saying, look at you, you're no better than I am. Look what you do. Look at some of the things you're involved in. You have this huge beam sticking out of your eye and you're going to tell me that I have this moat in mind? You know, judge not. that You be not judged. And that's the first thing out of their mouth because they look at Christians as hypocrites. and And, and we're hypocrites when we don't, clean up the sin that's in our own lives and when we use a standard that doesn't apply but so folks we have to judge the world we have to judge the loss in order so in order for us to share with them jesus christ to point out to them that they need salvation god has given us a very special ability a special skill to be able to do that something we might need to work on and develop but it nonetheless it's a pearl that god has given us to show to a lost and a dying world, a world that desperately needs to know Jesus Christ. Because if we don't do it, and do it appropriately, they're going to turn on us and use it against us and they're going to defeat us. Okay, that's the first six verses, chapter seven, and we'll pick it up in chapter and verse seven when we come back. Thank you. God bless.